goes off, we can add a battery. Happy Father's Day to me. Best, what, what's my shirt say, Ryan? Dad ever. Best dad ever. Change my mind. I'd Ch- like you to ch- change Ryan's mind. Change my mind. So uh, Ryan's back. I have both redheads here, and Look I have. My teeth. I ate corn earlier. It's mm-hmm. not my fault. It's not her fault. Jets. It's also jet- not my fault that my head is cut off. What? It's really um, bald. Yeah. You can shrink your seat, I think. You go like this. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, El Rojo's in the house. Do you, uh, you still have your little beats. Yeah. Yeah, El Rojo. He is the El Rojo. And Jet, uh, minus his uh, outfit, Deadpool, is in the house with a Rubik's Cube. Yep, they're going to race. They're going to race. And uh, today's a Father's Day special. Uh, Megan Rapino makes the national team. And uh, Mark Wahlberg is out of control parent and documents it via vi- video. Walmart guy, right? Mark Wahlberg. Is he a Walmart guy? No, he's a steroided, jacked up um, uh, oh, dance. That Wahlberg. He's in a, a like Backstreet Boys or something. I don't know. What? Yeah, he was uh, one of those dudes. Now he's jacked on steroids, which is okay. And uh, question, do you have parents on the sideline that influence your team? Comment, let us know if that's the case. And uh, before we get way into fathers, Joe Biden, our senior father, father. he's the senior father of our country, had, had a little accident. Oh, yeah. Ooh, hold on. Play it, Jack. Sorry, it's so funny. Yeah, it is. What? That was the president eating it because uh, Cristiano Ronaldo let him have it. Who let him on a bicycle? He wasn't on it. He's trying to prove that he's young, and he's not. And stop acting. They're going to kill the poor guy. So uh, so I guess, uh, Ryan, your plan is a little doozy? My plan is a doozy? About uh, what? I don't know. Anything. Plan for? Play, play a song, because Megan Rapinoe is about to come up. So Ryan is a uh, an accomplished... Uh, you would never know, because you can't see my face. Yeah, there you go. She plays the guitar, piano, uh, harmonica. She plays the heartstrings of my heart. Wait, what are you doing? Yeah, it's not on the camera, bro. Yeah. No, ten bucks from Coach Camera to anyone who could guess the song I was just playing. What? Don't give money ever. You'll. Um, I will. Yeah. Well. I will. I have a hundred. From ESPN, Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. Always come to my show. Always disrupting everything you horrible, horrible woman. I'm gonna give you a record. Megan is an an evildoer. You should make one where Ronaldo comes and beats him. We should. He goes, sir. See, yeah, we could do that. So Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan, and uh, Becky Soundbrun headline the 23 player roster named to the United States Women's National Team. By the coach Vlatko Andavosky. 
whatever his name is, which will be fired soon. But he kept his job a little bit longer because he brought Megan Rapino on on the on the team once again. And we all know from the beginning of time, the women's national team is run by the women, and uh, it's pretty pathetic. But uh, let's play that ESPN uh, reaction. Yes, a man that's run by a woman. He should identify as a woman, and everything be okay. Play it. Surprises here for me. Uh, Megan Rapino in, uh, Tobin Heath out. Which one surprises you more? <laughs> Definitely Megan Rapino in surprises me more. I mean, neither of the two have been playing. I didn't think either was going to get in, honestly. Um, and Megan Rapino really just played her first half, in, you know, this last week. So only 154 minutes on the season, hasn't seen hardly any time. It tells you that that is how much Black Wendonofsky values her leadership and what she brings mm. to the team. Because when Megan Rapino is on the team, I tell you, there's a difference. You've heard young players say this all the time. There is a swagger to her mm. that makes them feel all confident. Right, so and I think let's that's get off that. So. It- they're all scared of Megan, so they're trying to say nice things like, oh, she's a great leader, and, and you know, she they, she'll be... That she, she didn't think she'd make it. Oh, right, but she had a back step, too, because Megan will ruin you and end your life. So <laughs> Megan is, um, you know, she's someone that uh, is deserving of nothing, absolutely nothing. This will only happen in the women's game. It would never happen in the men's game because the men's game is, I guess, more important. You, you, they have to... Uh, allow players that deserve to be there. What, remember Landon Donovan, top one of the top goal scorers, top most prolific, prolific players of the on the men's national team. He got cut. Play that video, Jack. Play a lot of uh, things were said after I didn't take Landon to Brazil uh, in 2014, but that was based on performance and nothing else, you know. But he's been kind of the the poster boy of American soccer for so many years. But even Landon got older <laughs> towards the end of his career, and that was the decision then to go with somebody else. But it's been a pleasure to, to have worked with him. It, it, it's been a pleasure to watch Megan Rapinoe play, but she got older. She's Her only job is to be a leader in the locker room now. That's why they have her. And um, she got a red card over the weekend. Did you know that, Ryan? No, I did not. She got a red card. Uh, she's played a total of one and a half games for the NWSL, and she got a red card. So this is Megan Rapinoe's first red card of her career because everyone's been scared of her until this referee uh, got a hold of her. She was sent off for the first time. But watch this video. All right, so she 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 got the red card. So we don't get to see what she got the red card for. No, she got it from the sideline. Picked up a red card from the bench. And, and, and look at her, she's smiling. Oh, good job. Look, look, look. Oh, oh, yay. Good job, good job. Um, so she put her team at risk. And then there's her bodyguard. Was that Jessica? McDonald? No. Balser. So that's a leader. There's your leader. What'd she do? What'd she say? She was upset about the calls. So apparently, you know, the game featured 29 fouls, eight yellow cards, but the sending off of Rapino was for dissent because she was being a baby. She kept uh, bickering at the referee to the point where the referee gave her her second yellow, ejected her. You've been there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> many times. Many times. With... Mm-hmm. 
so with 50 games having been played, the NWSL matches this year, it's averaged 21.5 fouls and 2.7 yellow cards. And this is the first red card of the NWSL season. Megan Rapino, congratulations. You're awesome. You're a great leader. Way to smile and brag how you got ejected. That makes no sense to me, but that's why we need her. Uh, we, we don't want Jessica McDonald there, you know, who's a proven winner, uh, uh, proven uh, everything. Uh, had two uh, two assists yesterday. She's the all-time leading assist in the NWSL, and I think she's second in goals. She's currently playing. She doesn't miss games. She's healthy. But we're going to take Megan Rapino. Oh, because she has she has a lot of clout. What happened was Megan called the coach and said, listen, you male cis gender whatever uh you better take me or i'll get you fired and I'll, I'll make your life miserable that's what she did i don't know if that's what happened but only in the women's game we, we're just gonna take it, someone that, that she did. i think so <laughs> yeah megan's a little baby and, and the only reason megan wants to be on the national team is because it gives her a, a ton of clout it elevates her at a national stage, which she doesn't get with her NWSL team with Rain, who she barely plays for. She's always hurt or protesting because she's scared uh, getting COVID or whatever. She hasn't played like since the Olympics, where they lost. But yeah, El Paso. What are Texas. we doing? Yeah, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? U.S. Women's National Team. That thinks it could be a train wreck. El Paso, Texas. Friday morning, officials with the El Paso Police Department announced the arrest of a local soccer coach on sexual assault of a child. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. My bad. No. I'm not going to make a joke. Every week, there's a new sexual assault by some coach. arrested him for sexually assaulting a child 13 years ago. ETPD arresting Eduardo Pinuelas last Tuesday. Police say Pinuelas sexually assaulted a female child in 2008 after taking her home after soccer practice. The child was 15 at the time. The El Paso Locomotive Youth Soccer Club website had Pinuelas listed as a head coach for 2021. His photo was removed shortly after contacting the club. El Paso Locomotive FC says Pinuelas is no longer part of the organization and hasn't been for some time. Yeah. Well, according to the EPPD, uh, he's an evildoer, but they only mention one club. He's actually played for several clubs. His Instagram's still up. His Twitter's still up. His wiki's up, and I found his wiki. on uh, In El Paso, he coached several clubs, including uh, he was a teacher, a PE teacher. So he's a teacher, red for red. There you go. Then coached FC Dallas like Warriors FC. Flag. Yeah, he's a red flagger. And he's also a strength conditioning coach, so he can be around Triple more children. Good job. Way to shut down all your social profiles before they get arrest you. So the, the, the theme of today's is Father's Day. We've got some yep. famous fathers that throw a fit. And um, starting with an article that just totally describes what's going on with the sidelines from uh, armchair quarterbacks. From Medium.com, the new study finds yelling at athletes on television has no effect on their behavior. Yep. Stop. That's BS. There's no way. I, well, they can hear me through the screen. Yeah, they can. And I wear my lucky socks every time. Well, they, they, they feel that. They, they agree with you, Ryan. It says yeah. a recent study conducted with more than 10,000 sports fans have determined that yelling at the television set during sports events 
has absolutely no effect on how the athletes behave. I call BS. So do they. Up until this research was conducted, it was generally believed that communicating with players through television screens allowed players to gain a valuable insight and direction from armchair quarterbacks who are watching the event elsewhere. I just can't believe, this is what one armchair quarterback said, I just can't believe that a bunch of sports psychologists are trying to tell us that we don't make a difference, said a very disturbed football fan. Most times, I'll tell them to pass or run or tackle, and that's exactly what they do. So I don't see that there could be anything to do with these idiots are saying. This is a log- This is very logical to what's happening on the sidelines. Yeah, this guy is like, he should be the sports psychologist. These, uh, these people don't know what they're talking about. No, of course they don't. No. You know, it doesn't matter what sports psychologists say. Those people. Uh, science. Money grubbers. Believe science. Can't believe oh, this science. Science. Okay. The science. science. Yeah, the science of BS. Okay. Well, this same logic pertains to all you soccer dads and parents from the sideline. Uh, you think your cheering and all that plays a factor. It does, a huge factor of destroying these young children. So let's take a look at Mark Wahlberg and his behavior. Of Walmart. <laughs> There's another picture. Look at it. You're really going for it in this next one. Look at that. Yeah. Like, you do kind of like, you Was must that know. You coaching? I'm not coaching. I'm oh, on the sideline. Oh, you're just on the sideline. I'm just with the other parents. Okay. My <laughs> wife always, she'll take, because I bring these chairs, That's she takes the chair and goes and sits down oh, the other end. She acts like she doesn't know me. <laughs> Everyone knows you, so you, don't you think you should just tone it down? I can't help it. I can I, talk I've to, been there. He just played in I the championship the game, yeah. and I, I couldn't even eat. I mean, my stomach was in butterflies. He's nine. <laughs> my stomach was in butterflies, yeah. and oh, God, it was, it was crazy. I lost yes. my voice for about a week, screaming, yelling. It's funny, but he's being honest. He has a problem, and he's justifying it to everybody else. Oh, he's a celebrity, so therefore he knows what he's talking about. We know who you are, parents. Look, Mark Wahlberg does it. It's the same thing when you get celebrities endorsing presidents or whatever. You, you listen to them because that's all it needs. You need someone. Is so much more important than you Of are. course. We are all but sheep. Whatever you hear from people of authority, meaning anyone in Hollywood, uh, believe them. And if they don't say anything, then they're horrible, horrible people. Yeah. So. They're the sheep. His daughter's nine, and he acts like a complete idiot. (laughs) That's a problem. If you don't think it's a problem, comment, let us know, so we can make fun of you and uh, call you out. Now let's take a look about uh, Will Ferrell as a soccer dad as well. See how he behaves. I did have a moment where I, I, I was screaming at my oldest son, who was 10 years old at the time, and <laughs> I was like, Magnus! 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 And he stops in the middle of the game, he's like, what? <laughs> and I realized I had lost my mind, and I, I, said, I just said, never mind. Just <laughs> try to get closer to the ball. <laughs> it is funny. I wonder if he drew from like personal experience when he was shooting, kicking, and screaming. <laughs> Maybe. Wasn't that from another actor. movie? Wasn't that from another movie? Kicking and screaming. Yeah. That's yeah. a funny movie. It is a funny, it is a funny movie. Nice. Is it okay? And have you caught yourself? I, I have been in that situation where I'm like having like an outer body experience, <laughs> screaming for whatever reason, and then I have to, what am I doing? I just chill out. It's okay. It's okay to have those feelings. Don't Don't jump out of your seat to get a point across because you're scared for your kid to process and learn. 
can't process and learn. You have to be successful right now. And, uh, yeah, it's a problem. But I have ten reasons we shouldn't yell, starting with number one. Great coaching is Joe intentional. Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. Um, people claim yelling is just coaching them up. It's not. It's a problem. What do we forget, Jack? Oh, it's is it out? Oh, you here. Here's the battery. Switch it out. Do you know how to switch it yeah, out? We had a camera go out. No, there's a little thing on the bottom. you got to click the thing. Yeah. And then, we, we, oh, my gosh. Special boy. You push it in. Evil doer. Joe Biden's an evil doer. Keep on going. Go ahead. You can do it. I can do it. Number two, we want... We want emotionally balanced athletes. To understand human connection and perform, we need first to understand how the brain works. Well, is there a way to shut you guys off? Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm pressing the button that says battery. Oh, my. Well, give me it. Oh, I got it. 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 And then it goes up. Booyah. This is a live show. Every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, yeah, we had a battery go out, but that's okay. We have more batteries. If they know how to push it in, subscribe. Speaking of subscribing, we are like four away to our one thousand subscriber. Uh, we get Wait, a. No, that's ten thousand. <laughs> we can make a plaque, I'm sure. But uh, like, subscribe to this podcast. What's going on here? Is it working? Yeah. Well, turn it away from me. Oh, my bad. Okay. Oh. And now my battery. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. All right. Number three, we want athletes who can think. Still not working, Jack? No, no, we're good. Oh. Uh, we want athletes who can think. The brain can also be split into the upper and lower sections. The upper brain is higher order thinking, such as reason. This is just too much science. And I don't know what's going on. My screen keeps shutting off. There. All right. Uh, we want athletes who can think, and you can't think if someone's screaming on the sideline like Mark Wahlberg. Number four, we want them to motivate intrinsically, not extras, extrinsically. Explain that, or the difference between intrinsic Intrin- and extrinsic. Intrinsic motivation is when you're motivated by your own desires and your own self, and extrinsic motivation is when someone's like, I'll give you an apple slice. <gasps> score a goal, I'll give you apple slice. You have to care. She's so smart. Learned it in psychology. Psychology. Oh, my God. High school psychology. Science. Yes, high school psychology. And, and yes. don't go anywhere. We do have a video of children that actually ex- give their opinion or they, they tell their feelings. No. Well, no. you guys can be. I think that's being antsy. Yeah. Well, number five. Wait, we actually started the podcast? Yeah. Okay. What are we doing it? That's only halfway through the script. Yeah, well, almost done. We want to lead with tough love, not fear. Some argue if you're not yelling, you don't care, and you don't have high standards. My parents never yelled, but rest assured, if they didn't get my chores done, uh, it didn't make uh, good grades or or was disrespectful. There was consequences. No practice, no games, or TV. No yelling was ever needed. It's just a conversation explaining my choices and uh, things that were taken away. Number six. We want to develop player leadership. Do you value player leadership? Do you want to be a player-led team 
Well, if you believe you have to resort to yelling and screaming to hold people accountable, you are a long way away from being a player-led team. You have some serious failures within your culture, and it's a problem, and you can't do that, Jet. Number seven out of ten. Yelling is unacceptable in any other profession. So I don't care if you're working at the Washington Post, McDonald's, or Golden Sachs. If you tell your employees in front of other employees and your customers and start screaming at them that you're fired or whatever, that's poor management and people won't enjoy that environment and they won't work for you and it'll ruin the business you're trying to run or uh, the employment. Number eight, we want to set an example and a standard for how people should speak to each other, especially in 2022. Uh, You wouldn't allow your players to speak to each other this way. In fact, you probably wouldn't let your assistant speak to the players in this manner. At some point in history, people came up with the idea that it's a coach's job to criticize, yell, and tear people down, and everyone else's role is to build them back up. That's simply a double standard. It doesn't work. It's not a positive example that we need to live by. Uh, so comment, should coaches be allowed to curse at their players? No. No. Yes. Well, <laughs> of course not. Number nine. We want to prepare them for the world. Many people claim yelling is being tough on players and preparing them for the real world. Once again, you can't speak or treat people like this and survive as a leader or as a parent. Mm-mm. You can't you can't speak you can't in in such a way where you're cussing at a child in the grocery store. Child services would be called the real the real world does not tolerate this behavior. Secondly, the real world needs more leaders who who lead with love, not fear. It needs leaders who who are demanding and hold people accountable um, in a supportive, not a demeaning way. Number 10, the last one. There's a better way. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, shared this powerful question with me. What are the chances the first way I've learned to coach is the best way to coach? Yelling is how most of us were coached. If it was... It's what we see all around us. Does this make it the best way? Absolutely not. And more, more importantly, people. Was that about was that an an interview you did, or did you excerpt that from something else? I stole it. Okay. I stole it from BetterCoaching.com. At some point, it was like me being you. (laughs) No. Okay. So those those are ten reasons why not to yell from the sideline, like Mark Mark Wahlberg. and a lot of it happens be, not because they, I think they think it helps the team. I think they do it because they, they think they're going to win. And we all know how winning happens. Winning happens simply by recruiting. Whoever's better is better. The problem is those who are better are top elite athletes that provide the winning for those coaches. So they feel better about themselves. They don't develop them at all. So when they get to the national stage, the world stage, they can't compete to the level they would like to. And that's a big problem. We need to develop kids in this country. We need to develop everyone around them. And winning is just who has the best athletes. And it's kind of the standard it's always going to be. It's all about recruiting. We need to develop those who we recruit. Can't stop the recruiting part, but we certainly can try to do a better job developing everyone uh, in the system, whether they're, they're good, average, below average, or the top player in the country. You need to develop. We have to develop them. So, um, how many videos did I skip out? None? We showed all those videos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so here is a video. It's a tearjerker. 
It's about um, kids telling the truth about what they go through. And listen intently and, and comment. Let us know if if anything they're saying. These are young kids around the age of ten. If any of it makes sense to you, or do you think they're lying or whatever? But kids tend to tell the truth until they get to adulthood and become parents on the sideline. Play the video. I prefer that my parents, if I play bad, don't say anything. And if I play well, it doesn't really matter if they compliment me on how I play. I just like, I don't know. I prefer my parents to, I don't not talk as much. I can hear them like cheering me on and I'm like thinking in my head, just shut it. I'm trying to focus. My mom yells in Spanish. My go, go, go! My mom just says, use the backboard, you should use the backboard. I get angry because it, it annoys me. I'm kind of embarrassed. She tells me to get in the position that my coach told me not to get in. I'm like, well, no. And then she's like, get in your position. I'm like, no. I get a little tense when I have a certain score to get. And she's like, you got to get that whatever score. And I'm like, ah. I don't like it when uh, they try to push me even more, even though I'm trying really, really hard. Coming from the coach's mouth is kind of better, I feel like, because your parents are there to support you and your coach is there to help you, you know? You start screaming, faster, make a basket, but, but I just start going to the lower. Every time when she says that, the other people were like, wow, that mom is like really wanting her kid to win. In, in my inside, you can't see it, but I'm in, inside saying, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Sometimes I just look into space. I try to listen to them and then do what they say to like, so they don't start yelling again. I don't really want them to give me that much advice because then I like forget it all. Sometimes I get nervous when they yell and nobody else is yelling. Sometimes it can embarrass me, like a lot. Wait, 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 wait. What's going on? Um, <laughs> we're just trying to do this, but you want us to try harder? Well, I am. I'm not going into a game not trying my hardest. That'd be, like, messed up. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Sometimes when you try to get the ball in basketball, it, it kind of, you kind of think in your head that they're kind of, like, going to push you and you're going to fall and hurt yourself. They don't need to, like, always be, like, telling me what to do, like, every minute of the game. They kind of just got to let me play. I love when you say, like, really nice. I got it, Mom. <laughs> I'd like to look back and I'd like to see you like smile or like give me a thumbs up. Mom, I wish you would be a little bit quieter. Say like you play good and like you probably you couldn't get them next time. When they smile and say like good job. Well and dad, thank you for loving me. I love being my supporter. When I'm upset my mom and dad cheer me up. Sometimes I forget about all the work that they do for me. Be my biggest fan. We need a lot of love. 
I want you to know I need big hugs. I love the snacks for you bring me. It makes me happy when you always encourage me. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Please just be my mom and dad. Yep. That's it. Yep, yes. No, Wait, we're not muted. We are we muted. How are we muted? Right here. We're not muted. What's the issue? I mean, mm. yeah, we're not muted. Okay. What, what issue <laughs> is text, what? We missed the, the answer to the last question. It said, the only thing they needed to hear you say is, and then we cut it off. What do they need? What do we need? Good job. Like, what was it? Um, I think a, a hug and a kiss. Love. That's all, that's all we have to do as parents. Uh, just love and support. Allow failure. Just allow the Except human experience. Yeah, don't don't be like Joe Biden and raise your kid to be uh, Hunter Bi- Biden. Yeah, or liberal. I agree. What's wrong, Jack? <laughs> we lost viewers right away. Is it what I say? Yeah, my home, my choices. Right. Okay. Um. So there, there's a bunch of other videos we can show, but we we want to take some comments. Um. We have a Rubik's cube battle, battle. between Jack and Ryan. Or it's Jet gonna get very Ryan. annoying with the sound. Yeah. yeah. And I got a pretty much quiet one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's. Um. Well, you guys want to do the battle right now? Yeah. All right, let's let's have the uh, uh, let's know it will Ryan or Jet win in the Rubik's split Cube battle. Ready? Wait, hold on. Jack put us on split screen. Split it. Split the screen. Look at their fingers. Split there you go. Okay. On your marks, get set, battle. All right, Jet has the pyramid one. The pyramid one's probably good for me, but not for Ryan. Pyramid one's really easy. Yeah, Jack can solve it, but he's pretty much is slower than me. Yeah. I was the first one to be able to solve it. So. I've seen a juggler juggle three and solve them in yeah, the middle of the juggle. Creepy. That scares Gnarly. me. You can just do... people must be so bored with their lives that they're like, okay, well, how can I make this more interesting? That's yeah, you turn it from the base, Jack. Wait, Fudge, I forgot what I was doing. Uh-oh, Jet might be in trouble. Uh-oh. Comment, let us know if uh, Jack will win or Ryan. Know your children. Come on, Dad. It's Father's Day. Yeah, it is Father's Day. You already should know I'm going to win, Dad. No, but he called you Jack. That's what I was talking about. I am your freaking son. How do you not know my freaking name? Stop saying the uh, frick word. It's not like it's the bad All right. Well, Ryan has quick fingers. Hurry it up. Someone. She, she's uh, gonna We should have set a, a timer. Yeah, not Jet one. I know on average it takes. Jack, right. it doesn't always. 20, Twenty more seconds. The heck? Are you what the about? frick? Jack, stop that. That's annoying. We're yeah. trying well, our hardest. Okay. Well, while they're battling oh, with I'm their Rubik's on. cube, we can answer I'm some off. questions. <laughs> All right. No. What, what questions we got here, Jack? Let's go one at a time. While right, they after your win, don't scream or anything. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna say. What are the I biggest differences in play between Did you finish? boys yeah. and girls? All right, wait, wait, wait. The game's over. She won. All right. Dang, oh, oh. Jet, you lost. All right, you're. you're That's because I dropped you on the floor. Yeah. Sure, sure, okay. Sure. Congratulations to yeah, Ryan. Okay. Do we have celebrations on? No. Okay. All right. Questions. Cody was going for Jet though. Oh, okay. What the heck? That was, it was gonna be easy. 
easy dubs. You don't even know that. Right? That's okay. You lost. All right. What the heck? What are the biggest differences in play between boys and girls during the teenage club soccer years? Um, the amount of um, news stories of coaches um, doing becoming pedophiles. That's that's. You don't a think it's pretty equal? No, it's definitely not equal. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, the difference. I, I don't know. I'm. Like, I just know when I watch the girls' game in the teenage years, it's very tactically driven with the coach screaming, saying every everything to do. It's very violent. There's less call, it, there's less calls on the girls' game. Like I don't know why the officiating is the way it is because maybe in the guys' game they cry about it a lot. In the <laughs> girls' game, they just go through people and and pull hair. I I don't get it. Dislocate their kneecaps. It's very violent on the girls' side. And the officials tend to let it go, but you used to say that. And the coaches teach it that way too. You'll hear coaches go through her, get stuck in. You'll hear that repeatedly. It's disgusting. Soccer's gross um, in the teenage years, especially. Well, uh, I make sure it's not gross. (laughs) Just as overall. All right. Oh, we got two finishes. Uh, Jets finally done with his pyramid. All right, so that is done. (laughs) Um. Uh, next question. Do you think club soccer teams should take more breaks throughout the year? What months slash times are best to have your kids to take breaks? Yes. So for us, uh, our kids have taken a lot of breaks because of the culture and the environment of it's just out of control. Um. Jet's taking several breaks because he just didn't want to play anymore. If they're not turning on the game, get them out right away. If, if they're like, you know, if they're starting to hate the game, got to get them out. But the thing is, if you love the game, and you're actually in an environment where the coach is really good, even if there's a little, if if your kids are talking, saying, ah, I want to take a break, but the the coach is really good and and is about development, you, you got to get them. You got to get your uh, son or daughter to continue playing and put as many reps as possible. So I, I'm a proponent of all year round. If it's an environment of a coach that's about technique, if it's a coach that's trying to develop their skills, how to pass or receive, how to dribble out pressure, if they're constantly doing things like that, that's teaching. And it might be monotonous uh, in in some ways, but they're learning that they can have skills for a lifetime. Keep them in much as you can all year round. But if it's a bad coach. Take a break immediately and find that coach. It's all about finding that right environment, that right culture. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to just move to another team and try something different because that's a nice change. If you keep them in, in an environment where the, the parents are crazy, coach is crazy, yeah, you, you're going to really hinder the development of your child. So it it depends. I hope that answers your question. But Is your hair below okay? Now, you took the – my good one. This is the <laughs> jacked up one. All right, next question. All right. Can parents yelling at their kids actually help them? No. They must have just joined this podcast. Yes. Um, can it help them yelling? Yeah. No. How's it help them? Now, having like if like if Jack when I when I I'm a parent on the sideline for you. What did I what did I do? Um, to manipulate you to perform the way I want you to perform. What do I do? 
you counted my touches and all that and then, and then showed me the results after the game. Yeah, so we, we would have a conversation. No different than uh, you're at work, knowing that at the end of the month you're meeting with your boss to discuss your performance. That's nerve-wracking. You know, that's stress, but it's not like screaming at someone and humiliating them in front of a, a group of people. That makes no sense. So Jack, and I told the story before, Jack um, was being very lazy on defense. I could scream at him and yell at him and treat him like a subhuman. You know, it makes no sense. You wouldn't treat anyone else like that except your kids. That makes no sense. Um, I would record how many takeaways he had, and then I would count how many takeaways his team or another individual playing his position would take. I'd be like, hey, you had two takeaways this game, and then I also had takeaway assists where if he was around the play that caused um, the other team to lose the ball. And then I compare him to another player. I'm like, well, this player works harder than you. Why? They had 10 takeaways and five takeaways assists in this half, and you had two. And then it completely changed. This hustle changed. Everything changed. And I, I manipulated him in, in a way by math. I'm like just showing him. Like, here it is. I didn't have to scream at him. I just showed him. And I kept a running uh, Excel spreadsheet showing his growth, how many touches, how many forward passes, how many defensive takeaways, all those things. And I did it just on math. May I didn't I have to scream at him. May I propose a metaphor? Sure. What do put you it, get? Put it in your perspective. Um, as a parent, you most likely have a driver's license and you drive cars. So we've all heard the term backseat driver. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes? No. Who, who asked the question? No. Um, her name is Reese Wilson. Reese, you have? Yes. So backseat drivers... All they serve to do, even if they, like, are ten times a better driver than you are, they know the car is so much better than they're driving so much better. They're professionals. If you're behind the wheel, someone yelling at you is not going to do you any good. It's going to get you into a car crash. Um, so that's the same situation. When someone's in the game, what are you, you going to do? You can't do anything but distract them, really. And what we were talking about before, like, counting their, their passes, it may not be practical for everybody, and even when it is, now we're talking about extrin- extrinsic mo- motivation, which we talked about before. Intrinsic motivation, your kid wants to win the game. Your intrinsic motivation is you don't want to crash the car. You want to get from point A to point B successfully and safely. You're not going to achieve that with a backseat driver, and you kind of just have to, the backseat driver has to count on the person driving the car for the safety of everyone in that car and the success of everyone in that car, and that's why I think it comes down to when someone's playing soccer. The athlete has to make those decisions no matter what age they are. Even if you are a soccer coach and not even their soccer coach, you're the parent and you know a lot about soccer, you're not going to do them any good by telling them what to do out on the field. You're just going to distract them. You're brilliant, Ryan. Thank you. You're my, you're my favorite daughter. No offense, Cody. <laughs> She's here right now. <laughs> <laughs> what did Cody say? <laughs> Love you, Ryan. That, that was from I, when she said Jeff for sure. Yeah. Mm. Next question. Um, that's... Cody, you're my favorite sister. There you go. Only. Okay. Uh, Shut up. I oh mean, you're we, my least favorite sister. We have, Bro, we don't really have sucks. questions now. We well, have like kind of an experience. So we're good then. Yeah. Oh, let me hear the experience. Give me one experience. What time is it? Just because I need to. Right. We'll um, be done within the hour. Let me. In an hour? Within the hour. All right. Uh. 
I had no idea this type of business negotiation and politics exists in youth soccer. And honestly, I started considering trying lacrosse. I think it's one and the same with all sports. You out, Jet? Nope. Going bathroom. Okay. Jet's going to the bathroom. Um, uh, basketball is becoming big on this too. I, I think it's – whether it's – if you change sports or whatever, it's all about who the coach is, how the parents behave. You know, is, is the – is the coach really a leader in dictating and teaching what the environment should be? Because it needs to be environment because sport offers so many good things, but parents tend to ruin it. The coach tends to ruin it and it needs to be a place that you're not nervous about coming to. It should be like a celebration of seeing uh, basically your soccer family or your lacrosse family or what have you. It needs to be an environment where you feel good. I'm like, Oh, how are you doing? Kind of thing. And then, it's 180 and you're screaming at the ref and everybody and throwing and just angry. I'm like, that is disgusting. You don't want to be around that at all. I was at, uh, I run a six V six league in, um, at PC, uh, as a fundraiser. And, uh, there was, uh, a kid hit another kid, uh, on accident or whatever, but you know, it's kind of seen a, a, you know, car wreck. Everyone gives a, a different explanation of it. So we had a two man ref, the, the game, I was roughing the game, and I was getting into it with one coach. Just kind of like, just stop. I'm like, I don't. Your perspective means nothing. The decision has been made. We're moving, moving forward. Just deal with it. And it's just, you know, arguing with people, and finally things settled down. But still, it's just like it's gross. Like we have to, you know, fight over what their perspective was. If the decision has been made, you move on. You deal with it. And you worry about developing your kids and how they behave and how you act because you're showcasing your behavior, which will be emulated by those kids that have been entrusted to you as a coach. It's very important how you behave. You need to keep things calm. Luckily, those two coaches were eventually got chill and everything was fine, but it could have got much worse because everyone has an opinion on what happened. It's never the same. No one's ever been like, oh, it happened this way. Oh, yeah, I agree. Nope. Not not my experience. All right. Is, is that all the questions and concerns we have on this episode 698? Uh, yeah, I believe 698? So. 698. And by What's the way. What's the next big number that we need to hit? Oh, uh, we currently have. We we just need like three subscribers and we hit 1,000, which is uh, pretty cool. Do you get a plaque for that? No. No, it's 10,000. Oh, I'll, I'll get you a plaque. It's 10,000. Give me 1,000 subscribers. By today, and 10, uh, I get a plaque. A cool shade plaque. Chat, so, we know. 10,000 normal plaque, 1 million is a gold plaque, and then something plaque is, I think, 2 million. Wait, no. A diamond plaque? Or a yeah. platinum plaque? Yeah. Know. Platinum. I want to go triple platinum. Um, okay. Yeah. It's a cool indicator, and episode 700 is with Jessica McDonald, and it, she comes on every 100th episode because she uh, cares about this programming. She's the goat. Hey, let's yeah. get three subscribers for McDonald's. Three. We may already have it, but... And if you get three missed... Wait, we could check. Probably. Uh, if you get might to... Might be a big moment. One, oh, if we get to one million, I'm going to just... If you haven't Deadpool. subscribed, subscribe now so we can have our moment. When you guys hit one million... Because Ryan, Ryan may never be back. So... Wait. When, when are we hitting? Now. One thousand? Yeah, one thousand. All right, so 1, we currently have one thousand. I turned into Deadpool. All right, I do it for that. Nine hundred and ninety-six. We're four short. Come on, guys. 
if you're Come not on. subscribed, please <laughs> Someone subscribe. unsubscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. It's Cody. We, we dropped a 995. I'm just kidding. Anyways, um, <laughs> maybe by next week. We average like 15 a week. Guys, but subscribe. Next week, we'll be at 1,000. If we don't get 1,000 today, I'm not going to be on the show tomorrow. Sweet. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah, and if you pass 1,000, I'll dress up as Deadpool and come. All right, awesome. You heard that first from... Uh, and say the whole show. Yeah. Yeah, no bathroom breaks. You can find us... What? Wait, wait. You told the people we were going to do the father thing. Oh, shoot. This video is legit. Oh, I got a... I got so, out, though. Oh, so Ryan's leaving. Yeah, I got My cat's got a go potty. She has a cat. What? Is that here? No, but he... The bathroom... Everyone needs to go to the bathroom. Everyone poops. Yeah. So, all right, Ryan's out, and this video is legit. These are the best tackles by fathers on their children. Play the video, Jack. Oh. Good night. Ryan, you still have your mic. You still have... <laughs> right, crossbar this time. And now he's, I think, in... I should hit his face, but I'm not going to because he's my son. There's <laughs> pressure in the mix, Northcote Park in the mix, and I think everyone's enjoying just how how even and how good a, a league it is this year. With the Ready, Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the show, and camera just fell down. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever else podcasts are found. You Or go to CoachCamera.com for more content. And we'll see you next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Apologize for the crazy show, but that's what it is. Happy Father's Day. Bye. We'll see you next week. Oh, jeez, Jet. All right. Get me out of here.